Due to suggestive adult themes and dialogue, this podcast is intended for adults. In other words, the truth is ugly, so we get ugly right along with it. Everything we say is out of love for ourselves, our people, and our community. Sincerely, the Green Route Podcast. Black people don't hope, we wish. We wish a motherfucker would be an action. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Wanna welcome y'all to the Green Route Podcast, episode number 24. I am GS. I am Marlissa. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. So, there have been uh, some tragic news. There has been some disappointing news um, this past week. So, a lot to say. We're going to get right to it. Okay. All right. So, uh, I guess this is the one that probably hit me hardest. Uh, Takeoff. Yeah. So, was that Monday? Was it Monday? It might have been Monday or Tuesday. Monday. Okay. So, woke up Monday morning. Mm Mm-hmm regular cadence regular schedule mm-hmm. and saw that news and honestly it gave me pause because mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't i mean i'm a fan of amigos don't get me wrong but like mm-hmm. i don't get invested in like the three different personalities of this folks but one thing that i knew about takeoff in particular was that he was just always kind of in the cut to himself mm-hmm. quiet one mm-hmm. and so i'm like damn like what was he doing to you know be in this Put predicament this happening, yeah and so when the news came out, like, you know, it didn't take long for, because yeah, the hood talks. We probably knew more before the police knew anything, to be honest. And so, yeah. you know, you start seeing videos and text messages and screenshots and all of that. And so um, one of the big things that, that I focused on that morning was the why this even happened and why this continues to happen. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I came back with was, <clears throat> you know, there's just this thing that happens i think when black men in particular get together um specifically younger black men and i truly believe that you know we can blame culture but i I don't think we can tell that story without talking about the history of our people in this Mm -hmm. in this country right and how all of the atrocities how all of the abuses um have led to this this generation several generations of young black men who mm-hmm. don't really know where they belong, are sometimes insecure, or unsure mm-hmm. about who they are. Um, they don't really know how to deal with complex emotions like embarrassment or jealousy or you know whatever else is going on. And then you have what the boondocks would call nigga moments. <laughs> and so you you get into these these spats that a lot of times I think in our parents' generations you know it would end in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it ends in gun violence. Mm-hmm. And see another young man cut down and so while i didn't know him um what i did know was that he was one of us and Mm -hmm. because i love us so much like it really just broke my heart to to see that um and to see another young man be cut down simply because someone was probably embarrassed in front of a group of their peers and couldn't have that couldn't be disrespected couldn't be you know, seen as less than a man, and then it turns into this over and over again. And I'm honestly tired of, of seeing it. And so I did, <clears throat> I wrote a piece about like, you know, going to therapy and taking care of some of these harder emotions that a lot of times our young boys don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, those are, those are my thoughts on it. I saw you going back and forth in your comments with, with people yeah, on that like, one. One was a black man, one was a black woman. Yeah. What was, okay. 
what, what what were the I didn't I didn't get fully into what their issues were. What were their issues with what you were saying? Yeah. So the man was saying that therapy doesn't work and it's all about the lack of resources and this and this and that. But I'm like, my response to him was, well, if you read the piece, you would know that I addressed all of that. Like, yes, I'm not. I did see your so response. I didn't even really mm-hmm. talk to him too much because if you go and then I put free resource because he was like therapy costs money. I listed several free resources specific to black men like these Mm -hmm. are people who have started organizations to get black men therapy Mm -hmm. so i was like go read the piece and then come back and talk Mm -hmm. to me but the other person that i was going back and forth with was actually a black woman (laughs) and her response to the to the post was Mm -hmm. well he don't need therapy therapy has never worked for anyone he needs jesus and my comment to her was well what about con but i said but kanye (laughs) well (laughs) And her, I think she responded and was just like, you know, yeah, he's waking up those of us who are lost. And then I just liked her comment and, and moved just on kept with my moving. life. Because, yeah, what, like, right. we don't have the time. So a lot of my perspective, I, I was having a conversation uh, with someone and uh, she basically summed it up by saying this. She was like, this, the issue is black hetero men. Mm. And I just was like, I didn't like that. Okay. I feel like that was a little too grand. What, what did like, she that was, say about black hetero men? But she was just like that was the that was the that was the, the, the that was issue. That was the common the common thing. And so my perspective was one: Do we attribute black men, black hetero men who do good things? Do we the ones who are taking care of their families, ones who are supporting their communities? Mm-hmm. Do we contribute that to them being black hetero men? I'm no, like, absolutely no. not. No, yeah. we don't. Because that no. would be too much like right. And, and it's one of those things where it's just like we're not giving them their credits because we're not saying oh they're doing this good because they're black hetero men so mm-hmm. therefore on the other end of it when mm-hmm. bad shit happens we can't automatically be like oh because they're black hetero men that's why this bad shit happens right my other other part to it I two parts the other part two more parts the other part has to do with what I think the issue really is and it has to do with internalized white male patriarchy mm-hmm. that is the real issue mm-hmm. the reason why some black men feel the need to be hyper masculine is because again the idea of masculinity in itself in terms of even where it started how it's been passed down has been the one that's been created with the white male ideology this is from why the they beginning. want their women submissive because they are watching across the aisle thinking yes. like that's how yeah i'm supposed to behave so when i'm <clears throat> thinking about why we respond the way we respond in terms of our manhood or our manhood feeling threatened that has to do again it's patriarchy mm-hmm. it's how we've internalized their version of what manhood is and we've internalized it to be well can't let no man disrespect me that's right can't let nobody say nothing crazy to me that's or right. i'm gonna be a bitch or this or that and it's like no that is actually the right way to be mm-hmm. the right way to be is actually to realize that someone is not responding to you in a way that you'd like to be responded to That's right. therefore you should just remove yourself from that situation mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. it's just not that's the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We're not talking about in jail or in a situation where you're in a closed environment and you can't go nowhere and then you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah, you, that's you defending know. yourself. Though. That's, that's that. Yeah. But, yeah. The other part um, has to do with the fact that um, I... I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Takeoffs. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, one of his songs... Uh, from his own, from his album, I used to ask when I would DJ, I would play it, and mm-hmm. it's like one of those songs where, like, well, I guess as a DJ, like you might play a song that you really fuck with, yeah, but people might not know it. He had a song like that, so it just that song always ran in my mind. What song was it? 
it was off the album. I forgot the exact name. I think the name of it was called Takeoff. Okay. If I'm, I'm not mistaken. I got to look at it. Okay, yeah. But yeah, but it's, it's hard. But um, the, the, the last point, which is crazy, um, is the fact that my brother talked about how how the Migos came to Jarvis Christian. Like, this is years ago when they were first starting. Mm-hmm. So, when they were traveling, moving around, in those situations, they would have violent encounters, mm-hmm. fights. Some Most of the time, it goes smooth. They perform for these smaller, you yeah. know, situations. It's just interesting that they they kind of survived where it was the most dangerous to be an artist with jewelry. They survived that, mm-hmm. that early, that infant stage mm-hmm. of their career only to end up rich as fuck. Yeah. And ended up dying by gunfire. And it's like, or him ended up dying by gunfire. It's just like, that's the sad part. That's the yeah. part that don't make no sense. So. I mean, Nip said it, right? Like, how yeah. you die at 33 after banging all them. Like, that, like, he literally said, like, you know, that sometimes people escape death, literally, only to be caught in some situation that you would never expect death never expect to be to go. in. Mm-hmm. That's some final destination shit. And, and so, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of talk around, like, Jay Prince and, mm-hmm. you know, the protection that they were supposed to offer. Mm-hmm. And all of that. But regardless, like all of that is surface level when you get to the the root of like what happened here. Um, I think Gia said it like, you know, there is this mass toxic masculinity that is all mm. built off of white supremacy. Mm. And that's what my piece was about was, hey, like we have to start breaking down some of those like things that are ingrained in us because of our history in this country. Mm. And like if you're not willing to be honest about yeah, I'm actually not really sure where I fit into my community right now. I'm not really sure mm. like where I fit into my like, but you but you have to see yourself. That's it. Somebody said to me, they were like, therapy don't work if you in there blind to them people. <laughs> and and I agree. Like you have to like sit with yourself and say, like, yeah, there's some shit that's going on inside of me that I need to go work out and figure out. And and learning, y'all, will that was one of the things like I used to be like jealous of some of my friends who I felt like were doing better than me. Mm-hmm. But I knew that was a me problem. Right. They didn't have anything to do with them. And once I start like learning like what was going on, but also getting on my own shit and doing my own work, mm-hmm. it changed everything. And so, yeah, like that was my only thing. Like, hey, I want our men to get into counseling because I know that you haven't always been able to express yourself in the way you should and the way you want to because of that toxic masculinity. And, yeah, I got pushback from people, but I said what I said. So, That's true. Yeah. And, and I'm going to make this one, like, because you mentioned Jay Prince and them. Mm-hmm. And this is all my opinion. Uh, this is what I believe. Jay Prince, J- Jay Prince Jr., in my opinion, I think it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about somebody who's coming from out of town, they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you as the Houston hosting group to That's say, okay. yep. this is where you, hey, y'all come to this spot. Come yep. to this spot. And if you're not, I'm not sure if it's respected. I'm not sure if highly regarded. If you're not highly regarded or respected enough to make sure people around you that won't do nothing, do no stupid ass shit. Because a lot of times you have stupid ass, not stupid, let me say folks who gonna, who gonna, who gonna go there. Yeah. You have folks around you who gonna go there. Yeah. But if they respect you, they know like, oh, I'm not gonna take it there. This is my dude. Mm-hmm. This is people. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I'd put that on him and his camp. Yeah. So that's my opinion on that. <clears throat> so. All right, well, we definitely went over time, but okay, let's let's go on to the to the, the next topic, mm-hmm. which is a little more boring, but we got to talk. Got to talk it. about it. So, okay, so the Fed, we've been talking about the Fed since this show started, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like crazy. So they just did another rate hike. Um, this is the fourth time, um, not in a row, but it is the fourth consecutive um, rate hike. So this time it was um, seventy five basis points, so point seven five up a percent. Mm. Uh, um, and again, you know, we've been saying on this show that. 
the Fed's policy on this is about, quote unquote, slowing down the economy. Mm. <sighs> okay. I got a couple notes yeah. and then I'm going <laughs> Okay. Let me, let me say my part first. Okay. I'm going to let you get the meat of this. All right. So when I first uh, looked at it and I read about it, the, I'm, honestly, the first thing I thought about was someone, hang on, someone's getting paid. Like, if you're, if you're looking around and seeing all these companies make this profit, it only makes sense for you as the Fed, if you're trying to recoup some of that back, mm-hmm. to raise it in that way. Because when you raise it, everyone who's contributing into you as a, as a borrower from you, <laughs> they come up as well. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me feel like if the government was truly working for us, would it go up so many times? Yeah. And my, or the, if the Fed was truly for us. That's what I'm saying. It just seems like the banks that they, the Fed is backing. And then, I, I don't know if this is true, y'all. I could be 100% wrong. The banks that that the Fed is backing, it only makes sense for them to push the Fed to bring that interest rate up. Because that's like a, that's the, that's the uh, rising tide raises all boats yeah. situation. Because when I go get a, a home loan, right. that financial services company a bank of america whoever is going to get paid even more off mm-hmm. of my loan so yeah so so two things that i believe should have happened if they truly truly wanted to look out for the american people now during covid yes they did slash interest rates i took advantage and refinanced my house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and got that good old two point something we're not mad at that fantastic we're not mad at that but but the whole goal of that right was to help like fight what was going on in the economy because of covid because and of covid so in my opinion the two things they should have done is just raise the interest rate back to where it was <clears throat> pre covid but then when they saw these companies making record profits after screaming about, oh, our costs are more expensive and like they should have, Congress should have immediately codified a mm-hmm. bill that said, hey, we are going to tax all runaway profits. Like mm-hmm. all windfall profits mm-hmm. will be taxed at this point. And like Biden is, he's threatening it against the oil companies. Mm-hmm. But nobody else, and I'm gonna promise you this: there is more than just them oil companies. Well, well, there's a record, record well, profits. Up. Well, there's a reason why he's for sure challenging the oil companies. And truth be told, what it looks like is get back. We have the midterms coming up. Mm-hmm. They are threatening to bring the price of the barrel up. Mm-hmm. For their own profit, because mm-hmm. they're not doing, they wouldn't be doing anything else than what the companies in America are being allowed to do, and they gonna, they already know that America is their biggest market. Yep. So. <laughs> He actually, I remember when he when he when he mentioned that. It's just like the reason why is because he act, there, there was actually a meet. I forgot exactly where it happened, but allegedly he had a conversation with them and he wanted them to wait until after the midterms were over so that to, for them to 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 adjust to raise to the inflation. price of the barrel. Like okay, he wanted them to wait, but they was like, "Fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get this money." And so then that's when he came out and was like, "All these companies, specifically oil companies, making this big profit." And it's like, Joe Biden, you kind of being full of shit on this one. Well, because yeah, remember, this, he told us to one. strap in. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, we're going to be supporting Ukraine, so y'all got to strap in and just deal with these prices. And then all of a sudden, you flip it right before the midterms. Yeah. Because you know that that's a big concern. Like, inflation, the cost of living in this country is a big concern. For yeah, both. he's, in my opinion, on this specific, and this is, to be told, not 100% mad at Joe. This is really some political shit. It's politics. It's, politics. Yeah. it's just mm-hmm. politics. It's just him being like, y'all not helping me? So fuck y'all. I'm mm-hmm. gonna help my. I'm 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 gonna say some things that may potentially scare y'all. Yeah. And that's the that's the windfall profit comment. So. Yeah. Well, and remember they so they had the whole hearing way back when with the oil companies. Some of the motherfuckers didn't even show up. 
Like, they, remember that? Just me, disrespectful. Like, like, they I'm didn't like, even. They was like, we know y'all gonna come to us. <laughs> you get summoned by like a congressional committee, and the oil company executives are like, no, nah, mm. I don't really feel like it. <laughs> that tells you who runs Washington, if nothing else. Okay, that so wow. I got I got a Go couple ahead, things, sorry. y'all, because we do want to talk about like the impact to us as regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see a bunch of articles about what you should do and what you should invest yeah. in ah, for regular ass people here here's what we're going to see so mm-hmm. the goal of this mind you is to make it more expensive to take out a loan so they're thinking that companies in particular will <clears throat> kind of slow investment they're hoping that those of us who were buying a bunch of houses and, mm-hmm. st- and cars and stuff um, when the interest rates were low will will kind of slow that down so that that's the goal the problem with that though is that the majority of this inflation is coming from corporations, from them raising their it prices. Is. Hence, why they have record level profits. Like that, the the equation does not change, y'all. It, it's, <laughs> it's as if they're looking at those companies make these huge profits and just automatically assume that everyone has it. And it's no. like, no, the companies are just doing some foul yes. shit. They're price gouging. <laughs> They're price gouging yes. just to make it look like this money is being spent. But in actuality, we're just paying higher prices for and, it. And sometimes for less, like they're downsizing on the size of things yeah. like, and, and we're paying more. So, so here's kind of the, the impact. So for our day to day lives, um, again, because corporations are like setting the final price, I don't think we're going to see a change in the cost of living, me personally. Um, This actually may impact employment, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Because if it becomes more expensive for companies to borrow, so say a high capital um, intensive company like an AT&T, someone Mm -hmm. who has to invest in a grid and a network, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of money being put into the actual ground every year to keep their network running, they're going to have to decide like, okay, do I invest in my network or do I keep 250,000 employees on? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that most companies look at, especially capital intensive companies, they look at is the headcount because that's mm-hmm. their biggest expense. Mm-hmm. So it could mean lower employment for some people. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is we may even see prices go higher. So here's the rationale of companies. And trust me, y'all, I was in these rooms. I know where the, be- the bodies are hitting. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you like real information. What will happen is the conversation will go, well, shit, it's more expensive to take out that loan now because the interest rate is higher. So we should just pass that through to the consumer. And what will happen per is, usual. yeah, because because why would I pay an additional percentage when I can put that on Gabe right, and Marlissa? Because yeah, they're going to pay their phone bill yeah. like this. We know extra 10 cents on your bill. Y'all that's bill right. One of 15. Yep. So, so big, huge loans, like if they become more expensive for big, large companies, they may pass that on to us. Um, the good thing, though, um, is Please that, tell it's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like savings accounts, we may actually see some like higher yield savings. So I got to remember that, like, I am speaking from a place of privilege. Like if you don't have a savings, you are not alone there are a lot of people in this country who can't i think afford a thousand dollar emergency so for the people who do put money away and you have like a nice little nest egg like look around for a high yield (laughs) savings account um even if you just have five six seven thousand dollars in there like if you just let it sit Mm -hmm. if you find a high yield savings account which could get up to you know three four percent which is better than what we've seen for a very long time um, you could make some extra money for free just right. by letting your money sit there. But of course, that's money that you don't necessarily need, need. right then, which is rare for folks like us. Um, the other thing I want to tell y'all, like if you can not, if you don't need a house or a car right now, don't buy it. 
because mm-hmm. unless you have cash on hand, mm-hmm. don't buy it. Um, look at your credit card rates because some of them are going to change. Mm-hmm. So next month, month after that, like start paying attention to what that rate is on your credit card. If you can help it, do not fool with those monthly minimums. Pay it in full on time every month so you can avoid. I think one of my Amex is like 26%. So I pay that bitch on time because that's crazy. Like, are you are you nuts? For every hundred dollars I owe, I gotta pay twenty five dollars. Five dollars. That's crazy. So if you can help it, do that. The other thing is for if you have new college students right now who are mm-hmm. taking out loans, mm-hmm. look at the federal interest rates. Like seriously. Oh, you definitely getting hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you definitely getting hit. Yes. So federal interest rates just last year were three point seven. Three percent this year with the increase is going to be at four point nine nine, and those rates will stay the same. They're going to lock that in. They're going. They're going to lock in that contract. I'm saying if you're starting college this year, those Mm -hmm. rates are going to stay the same. That's right. No matter what happens, so you're going to get stuck in the. Basically, you're going to be on the roller coaster up here, and you're going to get stuck there, and you're just going to have to pay that out. That's That's yeah. And yeah, GS makes a good point. They lock in those rates. So I went to school what 2010, Mm -hmm. and then like 2013, 2015. So, yeah, my rate is locked. But if you have a new college student going in and you have to take Shit. out loans, it's, it's going to be crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, you were bond yields currently 6.8%. Yes. So, y'all follow Cook the, Greek, the, the, the Geek. He is like an amazing day trader. He has taught me a bunch of stuff about just, you know, how, how the market works, um, specifically on like the short term kind of mm-hmm. yield. Um, he's dope. I want him to start putting more content out so that those of us who don't really speak finance can can get on his level. Um, but make sure y'all follow him. So that's what I have on that. Anything else? For that's, the it, that's it for that. Um, so nine percent. You see his comment. Nine percent. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk. <laughs> so uh, Kyrie Irving um, had actually tweeted a book. Uh, no, no, he, he tweeted a documentary okay. that allegedly had some very anti-semitic information in it mm-hmm. um what i thought was interesting of course he got backlash for it of course people you know responded to it or whatever yeah. what i thought was interesting was when i was finding out about it i was actually watching him play with the nets oh, at shit. the time i was watching as the game okay. was happening okay. and i thought that was very interesting um he i guess now I don't I don't know the angle in terms of like how can you get someone put off of a team because uh, I'm assuming that that's what they wanted to do that there were definitely threats to his job. Um, it it kind of showed me that who who owns these these NBA teams like mm. in my mind I was thinking about white white NBA team uh, owners mm-hmm. um, and I was just like well I guess this is a classic case of if it doesn't really have anything to do with them or doesn't affect their market then i guess Kyrie can't be subject to be cut off because his owners are white non-jewish so they don't care yeah I, i'm assuming that yeah. that I'm wouldn't surprise that. me i'm assuming that but I don't, I don't know the full part of that part but i just thought that was interesting okay. that that these million dollar these these large corporations and companies of course canceling their contracts and their uh, connections with kanye Kyrie irvin uh, and I want to say he's actually he, he actually has tweeted about black p 
people being connected to Jewish Ju- Judaism. Yes. Um, Kendrick Lamar, I know he, he mm-hmm. to a certain extent, he's on that wave as well. Call me black. You know I'm what I'm saying? Israelite. Israelites. <laughs> Shout out to my brothers who wear purple in the heat and be yelling at us. They be downtown. At, at the state fair. Dedication. Because uh, <laughs> it be hot, y'all. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's, that's I, I just I just thought that whole thing was interesting. And again, this was just Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, being Kyrie Irving. But it was the response to it has been interesting. Yeah. So, so okay. So, here are my thoughts. I don't really follow Kyrie Irving either but when he's in the news like you know i, I kind of hear what, right. what he's about i know he was kind of an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. you know now i'm finding out he's a black israelite black Israelite. <laughs> what is it what is it with this they make good bean no not bean pies that's shout out to my, my muslim brothers and sisters yeah this must, is different what is, what is I'm, well I, I guess i need to look more into what is the allure of black israelitism yes. outside of a really um and a more I don't like to use the word extreme because they be using the word extreme, but it's just a more a more orthodox version of black Christianity from my perspective. Yeah, so okay. So somebody said hotels. Jesus yeah. Christ. Religious hotels? I mean, uh, Landon, I think you I, I think he captured it in one word. I don't think nah, I can't give him that label. I can't I got, give him that I label. I have to because every that single label. one that I have met and I okay. So, I, but we want to give some facts, okay? Because these are my opinions. We want to give some actual facts. So, okay. So, yeah. So, Gia said it. He's under fire for a tweet. Um, the name of the documentary that he was tweeting about is called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. And the documentary is really about how th- this faction of people believe that black Americans in particular um, are the true descendants from the Hebrews of the Bible. They believe that we are like the Israelites. We are the lost nation, the lost people that, that they talk about, right? When, when so far, Moses, it's making sense. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. So so the belief is gaining traction. Um, it, even out here in, in Texas, I think that's where I've seen it the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. is, you know, young, younger um, 20, 30, maybe 40 something right, right, year right. old black men who are out here kind of preaching this gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, they wear purple and gold out here. I, they may have other, you know, uniforms elsewhere, no but them robes, the look hot. <laughs> them robes look hot. Them robes look so no lie. The first time they rolled up on me, I was like, Oh, these the bras. And I was like, But no, the bras don't really wear like <laughs> robes. Like, they was looking at mad 80s. Yeah, 80s, 80s like, bras. it's like a long sash. These the 80s they bras yeah. with the with the with the with the uh with the uh super freak Rick James. And, and then there were no boots. You know what no gold boots i'm like wait something something okay you said my homeboy mark always says yeah so okay so a couple things that i thought when i looked at the Kyrie start story so one thing that he said that i did agree with is i tweet out things about my people i'm about my people and the uplifting of my people i could understand that but one thing i will not agree with is shitting on another group of people to raise your people up. And that's the issue that I feel like a lot of times we have when you have, like, say, black men who are like, I just like white women because black women too oh. ghetto. Too, you know what I mean? You can like, you can believe something and like something and choose something without shitting on another group. I agree. And so that was, the, like, the, the major issue, for, for me at least. Um, the other thing is, like, okay, if y'all are saying you are truly the chosen people, like, like 
we right let them tell it i'm also a member you of are the a member chosen of people. said chosen group and i appreciate that um so say we are chosen the chosen male <laughs> the lord chose this chose it <laughs> we should just do a show speaking in old biblical english and see how far we can get thou sister shall <laughs> shall bring the reins of terror right. of thy go ahead Kassar. shall we break its bread <laughs> and drinketh of drink um so yeah so say you are the chosen people right just be the chosen people like you don't have to be out here shitting on like jews and other people because like you think that they're not the chosen people like i have this belief that what is for you will be for you i feel like karma just kind of works that way Mm. if we are truly the chosen then our time is coming my friend and we don't have to go shit on other people. We don't have to go do to them what was done to us for so long in this country mm-hmm. to get ahead. And and that's the one issue. I don't I I respect all religions unless you I, I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not slapping babies and kicking puppies, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. As long as you aren't hurting anyone, mm-hmm. I am good. I don't judge anybody. You can mm-hmm. believe what you believe. And I actually am the type of person who tries to understand why you believe what you believe. Right. In this case, I don't believe what you believe, but I respect it. All right. My only issue is so you it. have gone and shitted on a completely different group of people because because of your beliefs. And that's the same thing that they do to us all the time. So we are using the master's tools to try to accomplish something that, like, will probably never really get done, to uh-huh. be honest. But we are, like, again, it's going back to, like, that white supremacy. Like, you're using the master's tools to try to get what you want. Okay. You're right. I, I agree with that perspective. I think when I... Okay. I, I definitely understand that a lot of us don't have the black Israelite perspective or religiosity or that... I get it. I totally get it. I used to be a religious man myself back in the day. Uh... I, I have I have soon I have grown in my beliefs and my or I have I gonna say grown I've changed a lot of my ideas and my beliefs about religion spirituality all of that. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I don't think I think a little more pragmatic in terms of like when 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 people do make those statements about us being the chosen people and specifically about the groups that attack us. Mm-hmm. So do I think we should? Do I believe in shitting on other groups? Do I believe in? Do I believe the master's house can be dismantled with the master's tools? Absolutely not. I don't think. I don't think we can use their their way of doing things to establish who we are. Mm-hmm. I agree with you hundred percent. But on the other side of it, again, kind of kind of discussion that we were having with Kanye. I do believe that there are certain groups that are in control that are in control of certain industries, be it proximity, maybe all, again, all the weeks come from from or a lot of the weeks came from Korea. So it makes sense that Koreans have a monopoly on wigs. The beauty supply. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. mm-hmm. So it it totally that's the part. I just I, I wish that when we have those conversations that we don't speak from a religious perspective or religious uh uh historical basis. Mm-hmm. I I I think I'd I'd rather us speak from actual facts. That's what I'm saying. Like let's be more pragmatic about this conversation. Yeah. Let's actually discuss uh what's harming us what's harming us what group is this that's harming us because it could it could be a specific culture mm-hmm. it could be a specific community it could be a specific entity um we just need to identify that that's what I, that's what i that's that's what i'm saying so i think that once we start to truly call out people and the groups that they belong to then kind of what landon is saying this is a fact i'm not i can 
call out if 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 the Jewish establishment has a base in which of course they 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 um, they go to their uh their synagogues and they worship but then after that they meet up and they have business groups and out of those business groups the minds the leaders end up running i don't know all the daily sandwiches <laughs> in oak cliff mm-hmm. then i'm going to say that it is the jewish establishment because y'all are the ones who are meeting as businessmen out outside of your religious uh, events and y'all are running these entities that are harmful to us and let's say those daily groups are harmful to us they char- overcharge us all this other bullshit then it is them I think that a lot of these groups they hide behind their businesses it's easier for them to do that the same way white racist police officers hide behind a police badge mm-hmm. it's no different all of them would rather use the businesses or the third party entities that they're connected with us with they'd rather use that <laughs> to say that that is the issue when truth be told it's not that it's the people that are running it that's why we keep running into this issue of calling out specific groups and looking anti-semitic and it's like yeah we might look anti this or anti that but we're calling out the groups and or people who are running these institutions that are being harmful to us. We're just getting straight to this fucking source. So, so in this not case, saying Kanye is right. Not saying any of these other folks who are talking about Jewish people. Well, he are was right. talking about Con- like it, that's, just yeah, that's in different. general. But I'm thinking because, we still be because so. Kyrie was talking about like his, I guess, like his contracts and stuff. Right. So, so one thing I want to say to everybody on here is like I am one who can be persuaded by a good argument mm-hmm. and this is one of those arguments that you just made mm-hmm. that made me sit back and say oh okay mm-hmm. no I, I feel that because I also do as a black woman like yeah I go get my nails done like I go to the beauty supply and you're absolutely right like I know who has a monopoly on that in our community mm-hmm. and I know part of that is because when we open beauty supplies and nail shops we can't set our prices as low mm-hmm. because we don't have the connections to the distributors for the material. And then a lot of times they won't even give oh, they our lock people us the, out. The, the connections yeah. to those. They lock us out. So that's a good point. And so, Landon, I think you're absolutely right. Like, facts should not be seen as hate speech. I was I was actually going to say, but then I didn't because I'm like, nah, don't, don't listen to reply. Listen to understand. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to say, well, he signed the contract. But you're absolutely right. I worked for a company at one point and I signed a contract with that company. And and that shit was exploitive mm. as hell. Matter of fact, Landon works for the same company I used to work for, so he could probably tell you. Mm. I'm not sure if you're under NDA and non-compete, Landon, but I certainly was at one point. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. like I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, I have so changed we, my my opinion. I don't believe you have to be anti anything, but yeah. you can call out facts uh-huh. without it being seen as anti-Semitic yes. when it's the truth. Because what I would want, and this is my last point to this, like when when Kanye got held up in that, uh, he got when he got uh, it was like he did another interview, like it was like some TMZ style group had uh, had a. Uh, kind of cornered him and started talking to him and i guess they were kind of looking for this one guy to kind of like call him out for his anti-semitism but he ended up talking the entire time mm-hmm. and what he ended up doing was pulling out this ridge this this thing on here he was just like basically like all the uh, media companies and uh and the ones that were in red were the ones that were owned by jewish people and there was like green and yellow and all that but it was mostly red mm-hmm. so i think that if we speak from a more factual, like if I were to go through and just go through his whatever list that he was looking at, because he started naming some companies, and I ain't gonna lie, right then and there I start googling those mm-hmm. same companies, mm-hmm. and the company Google is actually 
partially Shit. run by a Jewish <laughs> person. That you're using them. I'm like, God damn. Making them money while looking my, at your my, shit. My, my point is, if we can say, if we can say factually and mm. statistically speaking that the media companies that run uh, specific in, in entities within the music industry or within newspaper, whatever, we can factually say 64.9% of these. I, I, no, again, this is not the number. Okay, I, this is I not was the about number. to say, damn. Because you'd be told that's actually lower than what I think based off his little sheet. I don't know. Wow. I'm just okay. saying, if, if we knew the actual numbers, then we can actually say that 64 or 75% mm-hmm. of these media companies are owned by Jewish people. So it'd be like, oh, you're being, we're not being anti Semitic. We're not. Are that's, just not facts. that's actually the fact. Yeah. The fact is, they are the. Uh, the owners, majority owners, <laughs> make up a higher percentage of the board in most of these companies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the facts that we have to prove. Landon, okay. I know we've been thinking about something to work on together. Um, and I do see you said you are under NDA and, and non-compete. So if you can't do it, let me know. But maybe this is the thing we work on together, right? Like sharing this information yeah. without... Without yeah. making it racist, yeah. right? Because yeah. it really is just because we need facts. To, we need we need to share this, and yeah. we need to understand. Uh, truth be told, it's just a matter of we need to know who's in our corner and who's not. Mm-hmm. The majority of these groups who have power within our communities are not in our corner, so we just need to know to what extent they're not. Like how far how 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 bad is it? Yeah, because I don't think that's the part that I don't think we fully understand. We listen to Kanye, we listen to these other folks, but we don't really know how bad it is. How really shitty of the deal that we have with these different Mm -hmm. companies Mm -hmm. we don't know real quick number four Dwayne Wade's ex coming out against Zia Wade's gender and name change um she I saw her post and she talked about how it was for it was she's like they're doing it for money for publicity for this and that she's like I just want her to wait three more years until she's an adult uh isn't that and I'll say this I understand the perspective of wanting your child to make a certain decision as they get older, like mm-hmm. waiting until they get older. I get it. I get it. It's your child. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. The other side of that, though, I saw Dwayne's response to that, and he basically was like, baby, where you been at? Like, you ain't even been here to, 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 to even know her, to know what she wants and what she right. wants to do. And I've had this conversation before. With my with my friends with with gay people specifically mm-hmm. uh, with trans people actually and it's one of those things where it's just like a lot of them knew very young what they wanted to be and what they wanted to do they knew how they, they felt. knew yep. they knew how they felt mm-hmm. they might have been confused in terms of how to express it mm-hmm. or where they were um, but that's what it was I just my personal opinion um. If if as her parents they want to support her and this is a decision that she wants to make for herself, then I'm not tripping about it. It's it's looking like Dwayne Wade is not even really pushing his daughter to do anything in terms of like a a change in her gender. Like he's not really pushing for it. He's just mm-hmm. like, baby, if that's what you are, that's what you are, that's what you say you are, I'm just gonna follow what you, you my say. Kid. Exactly, and, and I'm yeah. gonna support you no matter what. Yeah. And this is like that is the way to be. I know if my child gay want uh, uh, believe that they did not have, they didn't come out with the right gender, whatever, baby, hell, you want to be a fucking Toyota truck, a, a T Rex, 
Come on, T-Rex. As long as you ain't harming nobody, you're not harming yourself. That's right. Be you, boo. Be you. Yeah. Be you. And if anybody got an issue with it, they can just come see me. <laughs> so, so one thing I want to debunk on this podcast right here, right now, is the idea that, oh, they're pushing this on people and this wasn't happening. No, no. You can study ancient history, mm. ancient tribes, ancient people, and they absolutely speak of folks who who felt like they came out mm-hmm. as the wrong sex the mm-hmm. wrong gender mm-hmm. and it it is actually not that hard to believe scientifically given that every single embryo starts off female and then has to change mm-hmm. like a hormonal process has to happen for mm-hmm. you to turn into a male mm-hmm. so we all got the same parts they're just assembled differently mm-hmm. all of us have the same parts so so, so for me, while I've never felt like I was not a woman, like I was in the wrong body, I feel like I could understand how someone could simply because like if something goes wrong during that process of turning from a female to a male, who knows what your mind could be thinking, how that feels, you know, disassociated with your body, all of that. So a couple of things about this that, that I, I loved was number one, like, but that household is rich as fuck. Between Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, there is there is no need for money. So for her, to, <laughs> so for her to come out like they're doing this for which money exactly? Because that little girl is well. She wants for nothing. Yeah, yeah. She wants really. for nothing. There is nothing that she needs. Nothing that her parents need that she can't get. So mm-hmm. like I felt like the argument was just ridiculous mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I saw. Was that she She described herself as a good Christian mother, which immediately raised a red flag. And I was like, okay, say less. Because I was raised by a good Christian mother as well. And I know for a fact that had I come out saying like, oh, I actually feel like a boy, Deborah would have been on the same shit that Zaya's biological mama is she'd on. She would have been like, this she I know. like a who? Yeah. Your, your, uh, uh, your, your mama call you Clay, so I'm gonna call you Clay. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Clay. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Marlissa. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I, I a hundred percent, like understood where this mother was coming from step. because I was raised by the same type of woman. Right. Um. The last thing I'll say is when he put his statement out and was just like, "You ain't really been here. Like, where, where you asked? Where, where you been?" And one thing I can say about Dwayne Wade, and since he has even married Gabriel Union, and not only that, his other son as well, his older his son, son. And he has, a, they have a daughter. Oh, oh, yeah, the younger daughter. They, yeah, the baby. Mm. They have, been, but I'm, I'm talking especially about the older boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. He loves his sister. <laughs> and said in the birthday post, the last birthday post, I saw him post like, I knew who you were when we were kids. It didn't like we grew up together. So I knew that I knew you were my sister. Look, I knew my cousin was my was. That's it. I, I knew. That's it. I, 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 I got a Eric little cousin was, right now. I knew uh was Erica. Mm-hmm. I knew that. You know. I, I I got a little cousin right now, and I'm close to him for that reason because I know my family is going to have an issue. Mm-hmm. But he needs somebody in his corner when I, when he decides. So yeah, I yeah. I look at this and I'm like. You know, you you're you're you you're making this argument, and we don't know the we we're not in their lives, so we can't say a lot. Right. But one thing I can say is I've always appreciated that man in particular because of what he does, and he talked about how he had to listen to certain things in the locker room, and then when his own son came to him and said like, "Hey, Dad, I think this is what's going on," if it, it it changed everything for him because here he is in this homophobic, transphobic 
kind of surrounding every game he plays he's hearing these things in the locker room and he was like wait but this is my life now like i have to deal with this and he made a conscious decision to stand next to his daughter mm-hmm. regardless and and i ain't gonna even lie like i gotta i i would high five that man any day for that because it is rare that we see that in our community and mm-hmm. i think this child is going to flourish because she had someone in her corner rather than telling her that she was going to hell because of what she feels mm-hmm. and that w- most of us just will never understand mm-hmm. will never understand it I'll, I'll, my last point too. Uh, I'm a uh, specific uh, soldier of God. I saw uh, he says no one ever mentions the farmer pushing transgenderism to gain customers for life. Uh, I'm talking about modern USA pharmaceuticals profiting on synthetic uh, drug regiments. Uh, first of all, I 100% agree that the the pharma pharmacy industry. First of all, the pharmacy industry is for profit. They've always been for profit. But the thing is, it's all the way around. It's not just with trans women. Of course, they want to corner that market as well. But are they pushing it? Um, I haven't had anybody come up. Now, well, let me, well, let me, I'll say, do I'll, they ask me if I'm depressed and I need antidepressants? Sure. But I've never had anybody come to me like, you feel trans or not? Uh, I'll say this. Maybe not to that extent, but for sure, pharmaceutical companies have a marketing department and they Certainly. will market whatever it is that they have to to the to a consumer base they feel Certainly. like will take it absolutely now do i think it's going as far as pushing uh gender orientation changes and all that i don't think that's necessarily happening but are they in contact are they are do they have ways of getting in contact like i i guess again this isn't this is more my perspective that has more to do with the 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 demonic in no religious context but no the demonic side of pharmaceutical companies i wouldn't be surprised if they were actually going to pride events (laughs) and actually setting themselves up as something else like kind of like a uh or connect themselves with groups so that they can be like well we're always here so that if y'all are gonna make go through that process you are gonna uh, 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 make the transformation. Here's who here you we should are. go with. Here's yes. my card. That Call I will me. believe. We're here. Uh, and tell your friends about us. Da, 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 da. That I will that, believe. That part I, yes. I, I believe. But but, but yeah. until I start seeing commercials targeting, because so the the thing is in this country. We get exposed to some shit that is completely illegal in other countries. So, so for example, in so just yeah, about all part. of Europe, you are not allowed to advertise drugs on TV. You can't walk up to your doctor like, hey, I think I need some singular. Like, no, your doctor will give you what they think you need mm-hmm. for the for whatever ailment you have. But in this country, we, mm-hmm. we do get marketed to. So, oh, for Soldier of God, want. one thing I can say is I genuinely do not believe that, like, there is a push of transgender. I do believe that as far as GS said, yeah, if I'm if I know there's a pride event, of course I'm gonna set up a tent and give you a bottle of water and a slinky mm-hmm. to make sure that when you go to your doctor about your transition medication, you're mentioning, you're mentioning my us. name. Mentions by chloroquine. But until I start seeing actual advertising that focuses on like children saying, Hey, not feeling like a girl today, like uh and, yeah. and the other thing is, so so he mentioned ADHD um, medicine, hundred percent. But I think that's also I love ADHD the medicine. educational um, system that we're in. So at Crenshaw, 
a lot of black boys in particular Mm -hmm. were tested and considered ADHD when actually what was going on was they just were not teaching our boys the way our boys needed to be teaching Mm -hmm. taught. There were no one, there were, there were no teachers around them that could really relate to them. So all of them ended up in special ed Mm -hmm. and on some type of ADHD meds when actually they just weren't challenged or they just weren't engaged or the education wasn't relevant. So, so I think like, I hear what you're saying, but I do think that we can't equate the two just yet because we haven't seen the same reach in communities of color in particular. There are white children, children of all races who are saying like, yeah, I don't feel like this is my body right. and I want to transition. Now, when they start targeting us, I'll get with you on that, but I just haven't seen it enough to really believe that yet. Okay. Um, all right, y'all. So the next topic, and this is actually very important to me. Very important to me. Uh, Political violence on the rise. uh, Specifically dealing with um, Pelosi's husband. Mm. um, Armed poll watchers. uh, And fraud police forces. Uh, I appreciate you putting a fraud police force. I'm going to let you go with that one. Specifically with Pelosi's husband. um, There's a lot of... uh, There's been a lot of like rhetoric, conspiracy theories behind that. This and that. Um, and let me first and foremost say this I think that if you are in a political uh, space I don't think you should be physically attacked I don't think any of your family members should be attacked I don't think any of that Again, if you were voted on your, If you were voted on uh, If you were voted on to be the leader of your specific uh, To be the representative of your constituents mm-hmm. That's, yeah um, It shouldn't be happening to you On the other hand though for people to really feel like this political violence is, again, is, is something like, oh my God, what's happening? I always point people to the fact that black political leaders, community leaders, have been experiencing violence at the hands of white racist police officers, white racist groups, mm-hmm. all that. This is not new to us. So I, I absolutely hate every time I hear them talking about Oh, this this new wave of violence against against leaders and this and that. And it's like we about to talk about Malcolm X next. Shall we? But I'm saying, Shall like, we? I'm saying, like, that's the kind of shit. I'm like, clearly, either y'all have not been paying attention this whole time, yeah. or y'all just didn't care. Whatever the case may be. But my my overall point is that kind of violence has been happening and y'all are just now y'all are seeing it as bad now because truth be told what's happening is the same tactics that y'all let go for years against us are now starting to happen towards y'all they have been voter using voter intimidation on us since we could since we first had the opportunity to vote Mm -hmm. and now that it's happening in our 2000s and it's happening with everyone that's right and nobody's safe at this point nobody's safe now and it's like oh Y'all, as long as they were stringing us up, it was cool. If y'all would have beat that shit in the voter intimidation, if y'all would have beat that shit when it was happening to us, if y'all would have beat down that violence against our community leaders and our political leaders early on, yep. then y'all probably wouldn't. This wouldn't be happening to Nancy Pelosi's husband. This wouldn't be happening to y'all. That's the right. January 6th shit wouldn't be happening when they coming in trying to lynch y'all because guess what? They lynched us, yeah. but y'all can't even pass an anti-lynching bill. Yep. That's why this is important to me. Because I'm like, y'all, y'all are so full of shit. It's so full of fucking shit. I and and you you took it a completely different different like route that I was planning to take it, but you're absolutely right. Like this what's happening right now is literally, I feel like karmic 
for the folks who sat back and watched. Biden was alive. Was alive when this shit was <laughs> when, motherfucking. When, when my folks was <laughs> being strung up for voting. Like when when they were being attacked for voting. And so, yes, you're 100 percent right. But 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 what I want to point out here is that his speech last night. And if you didn't watch the speech, pretty mm -hmm. much he, he had a speech on protecting democracy. Mm -hmm. And really, when he talked about protecting democracy, it was about the big lie and, you know, the fact that. There have been armed watchmen at these polling places, but he doesn't talk about the gerrymandering. He does, like, so, so you leaving? You're talking about like the tactical violence, but you're not talking about like the abstract, theoretical, like institutionally yes. in, 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 introduced yes. part. Yes, all of that shit. So, I mean, and and violence can be physical it can be emotional it can be mental mm -hmm. and so we are seeing violence across the spectrum in this country right now like i have friends who are in other countries who are literally reaching out to me like y'all good over there what's going on no no we're, we're bubbling <laughs> no we're struggling they're talking about we're a melting plot we're a motherfucking <laughs> yo it's melting all right it's some shit that's this melting. Hot, <laughs> this shit is hot this shit is overheating right now. it's it's crazy it is crazy. It's, and and I, I'm looking for... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. No. So, 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 I mean, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I hate the fact that, you know, Nancy Pelosi's husband got attacked. Um, we did find out that the attacker was actually looking for her. Mm. I can't even lie. I chuckled when he said he was going to break her kneecaps because... That's some dark humor, y'all. <laughs> that does not represent... <laughs> It doesn't represent the podcast, but the reason I chuckled was because it was so specific. That nigga, that and, so, and like barbaric. So, so think about like these I have to have a crazy. hammer, right? And I gotta be up on somebody to actually. Yo, like, it's these, not like shooting somebody from a this, distance. This is some hate from like this is like yes. misery level hate. Like I want to torture you. This like, shit runs deep. Like my again the the political violence that we've seen um again he's talking about the the election situation all that again they have been limiting us from voting they're they're trying to gut the the uh the voting the rights, rights act yep. they are as i'm saying again <laughs> this is why one of my favorite teachers used to say this he said this he, he used to tell me he's like if with black people being in the position that we're in in America, with us just, you know, at the bottom in statistics in so many areas, health, education, all that. And then, of course, it is on purpose. It's on purpose. Let's be, let's be, let's be real about mm -hmm. it. And again, that purposeness, they may not be directly attacking us, but they can just take away resources, just not give us things. That's right. That in itself is violence in itself. So, all these things, again, that they have been practicing on us, they are now using on each other. And it's going to continue. And it's one of those things to where I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy. I'll say it anyway. The reason uh, I, 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 I always say when it comes to voting, specifically now, um, and this is my last point, I was at like 20, 80%. Okay. 20% was like, fuck this, I ain't voting. 80% was like, oh yeah, I'm going to vote. Okay. So the 80% had more to do with the fact that I was like, you know what? I feel like I can't say anything if I don't vote. Mm -hmm. If I don't vote for Beto, I can't really be that mad about Abbott. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that if I can't, the one thing I can do, which really ain't shit, just going to go just mark a piece of paper, it's just voting. It ain't shit in that way. It's like in terms of like energy, it's something, but it's not. I, I can't. So yeah, that's eighty percent. Okay. The other twenty percent was like, no, don't vote because these motherfuckers deserve Abbott. <laughs> they deserve these 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 crazy <laughs> uh, white racist Republicans. Uh, 
because now again, this is them hurting themselves again. When they when they when they reverse Roe v. Wade, they yes. wasn't just hurting black women. They hurt right. white women too. They, That's right. Are y'all finally seeing the little brother that y'all used to send to the bedroom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the one that y'all used to ignore. The one the the piece of shit uncle that was the mayor of the city but was racist as fuck. Now y'all are seeing why these individuals y'all let run rampant. And that's the twenty percent was like, nah, let these motherfuckers keep going. Yeah, let them keep going. They, we, we gonna survive it. We yeah. gonna be alright. Yeah, let them keep harming each other. Mm -hmm. That was the twenty percent. But I said, nah, I'm a vote. <laughs> vote, y'all. Please vote. go out there. And please vote. vote. That's please the vote. Raw messages. Please vote. Please vote. <laughs> please vote. Go okay. out. Do that. So yeah, that's it. That's last, last but not least, also very important. Man, speaking of political violence. Oof. This is perfect segue. Speaking of political fucking violence, yeah. our, our last topic has to do with um, Malcolm X. Um, alleged assassins um, were finally um, vindicated mm -hmm. um, due to lack due to lack of evidence as well as police tampering yes. with evidence. Um, the courts of New York have uh, have stripped them of that conviction. Yes. So. After with, 20 years. After 20 years. Some. With one of them actually passing away. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting because I actually watched the documentary, The Who Killed Malcolm X. I watched it. Uh, okay. Very it interesting. Oh, yeah. It was, okay. it, it was interesting. I'm going to watch it. All right. Um, it's, it's pretty wordy, though. It's, it's pretty wordy. wordy. It's not like entertaining. It's not like, like a Netflix documentary okay. where you're going to watch it. You're going to be like entertaining. It's not that entertaining. Okay. But it's very much so interesting. You're going to okay. get some interesting facts out of it. But... Uh, with this, in the climate that we're talking about right now, um, one of the takeaways actually that I that I just that just kind of came to my mind um, was the fact that at the time when Malcolm X passed away, a lot of America was still like kind of shitting on him. They weren't honoring him like we honor him today. That's right. They saw him as divisive. Again, they kind of ran with the media's the media. <laughs> The media. The media's. <laughs> was that, was that Herschel Walker? Was the that? media. No, no. It sounded like Herschel Walker. Sorry. It, it, it might have been. I'm. It's, I don't know. It was a mix of different things. <laughs> One time. The mix media. of different. Mix of different emotions. I thought I was Herschel. Okay. Okay. Was, okay. Okay. Yes. Sorry. So. Um, so with that being. So with that perspective, I, I'm just glad that those brothers are finally vindicated from it. Um, there's some more conversations around it. Uh, but I'm gonna let you let you go ahead before I. Yeah, I just, I just, so I just thought it was interesting because both of these men um, actually served their full sentences, mm -hmm. so they both got 20 years apiece, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, they served these sentences, and you know, years later, I think uh, one of them is 82, I believe, mm -hmm. and then the other has passed. He passed in 2009, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, now all of a sudden, like, you know, an investigation pops up and, mm -hmm. uh, what did they say? Serious miscarriages of justice. Serious miscarriages of justice. Um, which leads us to believe that somebody was lying, but we saw what happened with the, the, a few uh, people were lying. what was our babies out in New York, the, uh, Central Park Five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so we know that this is a thing. Right. We, we know that, that this is a thing. So, um, they spent 20 years in prison. Um, now New York is going to pay $36 million for pretty much wrongful incarcer incarceration and conviction. Which ain't enough. but it, it, it's Because at 82, what, I'm going to live a couple good years? Mm -hmm. The fuck? Mm -hmm. like, 
and and it's it's amazing how America believes that like just money can make up for make up for like. Now, don't it's get some, me wrong. Don't, yeah, you need to pay yeah, don't get me wrong. You reparations is a thing, but it, on top of money, like I've always called for reparations to be more than just a check, mm-hmm. because they know that we're going to go spend that check. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can say like, "Hey, for the next five generations, your kids get zero interest loans." Yeah, make it you, actually worth something. Make it actually it. worth something that actually they affects go to the school group for free. That actually affects the groups that that's cause right. this issue. That's right. Because a lot of people said that if 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 the police officers' behaviors were tied to their pensions mm-hmm. or tied to their pay, they'd act totally different. That's right. Or 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 hang their hang their uh, their payroll based off of the positive notes that they get. Mm-hmm. They said they change in a second. They change. The police officers would be the most helpful motherfuckers they could be if it depended mm-hmm. on how how. If it depended on good comments and good marks, it works in corporate America because mm-hmm. they tie. Oftentimes, they tie the executive compensation to the stock price, and so I'm going to do everything I can to keep that stock price high so, so I can get my money. So we both agree that the, the actual New York police force needs to be held accountable for this specifically. Hundred percent. But uh, and this is not just this case. Like there are several cases that we know about in New York that. I'll say, I'll say this, not even just that, but I'll say this. Anything involving J. Edgar Hoover, because J. Edgar Hoover was quoted as saying, we need to do something about this Malcolm X. We yes. need to do something about this person. Yep. And so if you actually think that he wouldn't be willing to uh, to do anything that keeps him as clean as possible, mm-hmm. uh, because, again, we have to understand this about white racist police officers, white racists who were a part of the Fed at the time, all of that for them, it only makes sense for them to do something and hide their hand. Nothing for them. They don't want it to be a t- tied or attached back to them. They are okay with using the most underhanded, uh, the most conniving, snake-level tactics to get whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. One of Malcolm X's, or a few of Malcolm X, well, a few things. One of Malcolm X's security detail, undercover FBI. A lot of people who are part that. of the raid, yeah. who are part, who are part of the Nation of Islam at yeah. that time, a, a good amount of them were FBI informants. The FBI had infiltrated the Nation of Islam. They had infiltrated Malcolm Security. They were a part what of. Who's our other guy? Uh, uh, they made a, made a movie about him just recently, like a couple years ago. Uh, um, you talking about? Um, you talking about? Um, Brother from Chicago. Yes. Brother from Chicago. Uh, my God. brother. Uh, I want to say Judah. Larry. No, not. Uh, you talking about uh, Fred Hampton? Fred, Fred Hampton. Fred, Fred Hampton. Hampton, like one of his closest friends. Right. The FBI had infiltrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so, so the thing about it is, y'all. When I saw that these brothers were finally becoming free, one thing that set it off for me that just mm, just affirmed it. It was uh uh the the uh, the the. The woman from Democracy Now asked him about how did he get treated in jail, and he said that I was treated fine. No one, no one tried to harm me. And they he was like, knew he was I like, didn't Why? do it. They knew I didn't do it. Every- the people knew. And when I tell y'all, so if y'all again, we keep saying Democracy Now. If you do not watch Democracy Now, they give you the headlines in 14, 13, 13 12 minutes. minutes. But then they also do interviews, special like yes, our interviews. If you so. want to watch more, please, y'all. Like if you are not subscribed to this show on YouTube. She does a fantastic job, and you are absolutely right. When she interviewed him, the thing that stuck out the most was he was like, I wasn't tripping because I knew the people knew I didn't have anything to do with it. And I was like, 
That, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful statements I have ever heard. He didn't worry about it because he knew the people that was really thinking about uh-huh. it. And, I mean, he and, didn't do that shit. And we have to know this specifically with your city's uh, police force. We have to understand. Well, LAPD. 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 There are other police forces that do this. They don't mind the wrong person going down. They don't mind planting evidence. They don't mm-hmm. mind any of that. Because, like, oh, yeah. again, for them, it's killing two birds with one stone. Right. A black man dies, and it's even better. Or I ain't going to say even better, but it's even more beneficial for us in terms of our numbers that we find someone or the person who actually did it. Mm-hmm. And if we could pin it on someone uh, or if someone with very loose evidence can go down as the fall person, then we've killed two birds with one stone. We've right. got a quote-unquote murderer, because again, we already believe he's a criminal anyway, again, judging by these racist police mm-hmm. uh, actions. Again, we're not calling the police racist, we're calling their actions racist, and therefore that's led us to believe at the time of the 60s they were racist. So that's what that was. That was a larger... That was a larger demonstration of what we already know about them. They don't care about finding the right person. Mm-hmm. They just need a person. Somebody has to go down. Somebody has to go down. That's right. So in this situation, specifically, one of the evidence pieces of evidence that was tossed out or what caused it to be tossed out was the fact that there was another FBI agent there who was working undercover and they didn't allow him to visually identify who the people were who actually pulled the trigger mm-hmm. because if they would have allowed him to testify he would have said the people that y'all have were not the ones who pulled the trigger right. I saw it That's but right. FBI was like nah shut the fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> we got what we got mm-hmm. Malcolm's dead we got some people who we can throw in jail for it. We good. It, and, and, that, <laughs> and I don't know if that's how New York police do, do things, but that's in essence what happened with the Charleston Park. The, I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, Central Park Five. Yeah. Like, you know, it, whoever we can get at the moment, like, we'll take it. And yeah. so they wrapped up five young black men yeah. and decided, yep, that, these are the ones. That's why we, like, when we talk about, uh, this is why, and speaking for us as a platform, this is why we're not like pro-Republican, pro-Democratic, because again, we have cities that are Democratic all through their city council, mm-hmm. through their mayorship, through the entire, all the way through the entire state. L.A. Should we talk about New it? New York. That's what I'm saying. We got yeah. two, two very the, liberal, the two most liberal places liberal in America, motherfucking states, yep. yet have the worst police force. That's right. So do and with it, that and, what you and will. And if you ain't from L.A., the sheriffs are worse than LAPD. So I heard just, that. Oh, I heard baby. the sheriffs are worse than they I heard that. are on some different shit out there. Yeah. <sighs> All right, y'all. But well, rest in peace, uh, 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 Malcolm X. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, brother. Takeoff. Yeah. Um, mm. They are now with the ancestors now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's continue to remember them, remember their life. Uh, for sure, definitely prayers, legitimate prayers up for Takeoff, his family. Um, for that black man, yeah. and I hope that wherever our ancestor, Brother Minister Malcolm X is, I hope that he's able to see that these black men have found some kind of vindication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's that's a big deal. One thing I kept thinking about was like that that boy's mama expected to see her baby again. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, and so yeah, like as as someone who uh, I've, I've been close to death several times, mm-hmm. but it was. Like, there's a difference between when it's something that you know is coming and then mm-hmm. when you get that call in the middle of the night. And that's the thing I kept thinking about. And I think that's why it bothered me so much on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's because I kept thinking about, like, his brothers, his friends, his mother, they're going mm-hmm. to get that call when he probably said, like, hey, I'm just going to Houston for the weekend. I'll see you on mm-hmm. Tuesday right. or something. 
and you know that never happened so yeah. definitely prayers for those families yeah. um it's it's never tough losing a loved one but i think it's especially tough when you lose them to violence and you don't even have a chance to say goodbye or mm -hmm. like you don't have a chance to prepare yourself for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. definitely prayers for, for those families for, for sure. sure. So yeah. Let me go first, you always let's let you know. I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, I think I made you go first last week. So um so yeah I'm good. I uh mm -hmm. man I got a lot of cool things going on. So um one thing that I started this week is pretty cool. So um a Dallas Free Press um i joined them to start a journalism program with disd i'm looking forward to learning more about that, that yeah sounds dope. so um my goal is to um help the kids that we're working with to get published before they're even out of high school mm -hmm. um very strong writers that i've been been meeting very strong storytellers so yeah i'm excited about that and then of course you know between the show and just putting out content we got a whole lot going on so been staying busy like staying out the streets real talk um sleeping good between the workouts and the mental gymnastics i've been doing so no mm -hmm. complaints here yeah how about you i've been good i've been sleeping very well i have i have been working on the space that you all see us in right now it is the studio Yes. for uh the green route podcast so there is some more stuff we about to do to it about to add a tv add some more stuff uh, you know who on who's still on here? Let me show y'all. Let me see, hold on, who's still here? Walk them around. Let me see. I, I'm gonna show y'all a little bit. I'm just show y'all a little bit. So right over there is the editing station. I don't know if y'all can see that. I can see it on the here. Chair. Let me show y'all. Let me get a little closer. So this is just the space where we gonna where we edit stuff. I can't even. Turn on. But yeah, this. this yeah, this is, there it is. There you go. There you go. This is uh, we have a screen where we watch ourselves on that one. We don't have it on today, but we normally have it showing so that we can see y'all. But so far, so good. We bring it together. I've been good. I didn't sleep that great last night. Not last night. I didn't sleep that great last night, but it was because I ate some stuff that gave me heartburn. You keep doing this bad eating thing at yeah, night. That's, What's that's going the on? Hard to see, I didn't know what she put in it, and I just oh, ate baby, it. Yeah, okay, it baby just, girl cooked. Yeah, it, cooked. Okay. it was good though. It was hidden. Right. That shit had me up, and then it's near. We're near a train station, so like the train, like not 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 like dark, but like the, the nationwide the, train, the big train, the big train. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, are there new windows in the house? They're new, but they could be better. They could be better. You know, so you know what I did? I'm gonna because do I would hear, so get the um, blackout curtains, but the ones that block sound too, mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. I put them in my bedroom, makes a huge difference. Yeah, we might just go ahead and do that for that. Yeah, I'll send you an Amazon link. They weren't bad. Send that to me. Yeah, like 30 something bucks. All right, y'all. Okay, good. So you want to uh, benediction us? All right, y'all. So this week has been a week. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this, uh, the two most important parts is this, uh, for sure, continue to love your own, be there for your own, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know they could be enjoying themselves and having a good time, or you could just talk to them and then, then they're not here anymore. So with that being said, continue to hold on to the people that you love, hold on to family members, but also... Hold on to information that you know about uh, groups and organizations mm -hmm, as mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm. Hold on to that as well because, again, it keeps revealing itself as truth over and over again. Yeah. So remember those truths. Hold, hold your family close. 
but also continue to hold the truth. Call close. your mama. So hold both of them close, y'all. <laughs> That's my benediction. You may talk to her. Call your mama. So. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here. We'll see you next week. Um, of course, we love y'all. Love y'all. Yeah. Appreciate you rocking with us. Share this with your friends, family, follow, subscribe, all that good shit. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. All right. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are.